What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Rambling Beard. It's me, and it's just me this week. Only me. So if you guys don't like listening to me, probably sh- should turn it off right now, because going solo. Don't need anyone for this one. I uh, wanted to try to get someone, but... You know, just ran out of time, life gets in the way, and I needed to just get something recorded, and I feel like I'm pretty good at describing what we're going to talk about this week. So, a bunch of times throughout my other podcasts, I've mentioned beard comps, aka beard competitions. And every time I mention those, I am talking to someone that is in the the bearding community. So for me to to just mention beard comp, it, it isn't a big thing. But then I forget that some of you that are listening don't know what those are. And today, that's what I'm going to talk about. So, what is a beard comp? I think it's best described, and this is these are not my words. These I, w- I wish I could take credit for these words, but I can't. Um, I asked a couple people, hey, if, if you were to be asked to describe beard comps in one sentence, how would you describe it? And this one, this one took the cake. A cross between a beauty pageant and a dog show. They're not wrong. I mean, we get up there, we parade around, we strut our stuff, and we are, for the most part, very well groomed during the competitions. Um, There's a few different ways, um, especially with COVID, there's, there's a few different ways that competitions are are held uh most of the time they are in person but in 2020 we did a lot of competitions online so there's a different couple different ways that you can do them online but first and foremost every beard competition that i've ever been involved with over the last two or three years has been a fundraiser for a charity an organization a person that is going through a struggle every single one of them is a fundraiser all of the proceeds from each and every single one of those competitions has been donated to somewhere someone or some organization it is a way to bring people together it is a way to have one hell of a party most of the time also, it's about family time. The, the bearding community, for the most part, is pretty tight-knit. We all come together for the same purpose, for raising money, for supporting each other, for supporting people we don't even know. And it, it's, the competitions are just a way for us to come together, use our gifts of either long beards, use our gifts of creativity for some of the other categories, 
which we'll get into categories later, but it's just a way for us to come together as a community and show that we actually do give a shit. We, we give back, we want to help, we do whatever we can to help the communities around us and help communities across the world. I mean, th this is not just an American thing. This, this is a very, very large scale effort among the, amongst the bearding community to raise money, to raise awareness, to just, just help people. So that being said, let's kind of get into the specifics of beard competitions itself. The competitions themselves are generally put on by a beard club, which that's a whole other podcast to try and have you guys understand 100% what a beard club is. Essentially, it's a little family or a big family, depending on the size of your club, depending on how many chapters you have, blah, blah, blah. That's, like I said, that's a whole nother podcast. So they are put on by an organization or a group of people that want to raise money and they advertise it. They put it out on Facebook. They invite everybody that they know that does beard competitions. And if, you know, if people can make it, then they, they make arrangements to travel. They record videos online, but most of all, they show up. Whether, whether it is an online competition or an in-person competition, the bearding community shows up. So, okay, so you show up, you enter the competition. How, how, is, how do you know what you're, what you're competing for, who you're competing against? Well, there's a whole bunch of different categories. Uh, for full beard, you are put into a category based on the length of your beard measured from your bottom lip to the longest part of your beard. For someone like me, typically I am in what's called full beard natural over 12 inches. For other people, they're going to be, you know, and, and it really all depends on the competition, how they have their, their length category set up. Some of them are zero to four, some of them do a business beard, which is typically a zero to two or three, and then they go three to six, and then six to 12, and then it, it just, it really just depends on the competition, whoever's organizing it, how they want to break down their, their full beard length categories. But that being said, you are separated by length if you're doing full beard if you're doing something like partial then you're put into a category if there's enough competitors in the individual um in the individual partial categories which there's whaler chops goatee anything that's not a full beard so a whaler is or donegal is a full beard with no mustache. There's different categories of whaler. We won't get into those specifics because honestly, I don't know them because I like my mustache. Chops, I mean, mutton chops, pork chops, whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call them. That's a bald ass chin. That is 
you are proud of what you got on your cheeks and you don't care if you have a butt chin or not. You are shaving your chin and just letting the sides grow out. Then obviously there's goatee, which is shaved cheeks. And again, those can be broken up into length categories as well if there's a ton of competitors in goatee. Like you look at someone like Brian Tyler who measured out is well over shit. He's well over, I think he's well over 16 inches, but he's got a goatee. So he's got, you know, he's got his, his cheeks trimmed down. Aaron D. Johnston, Scott Sakura, they all have super long goatees. Or you look at someone like Kerry Molinaro, who's got a, a relatively short goatee. He still does well in the goatee competitions because it is, it is finely, finely tuned, which sounds weird. It's, I mean, it's, it's hair, but he definitely takes care of his, although he, he doesn't compete much in goatee anymore. He does more freestyle, which leads me to my next point or my next category. You have freestyle. Essentially, it is whatever and however you want to style your beard. Um, someone like Anthony Cardi, who does absolutely just off-the-wall, badass designs with his beard. Like, he uses gotta be glue or something like that to, to get the hair to stay in place. And he just makes these insane designs. Or you got someone like MJ Johnson, who I will almost bet that every one of you has seen. He's the guy that technically he has chops. He's got a shaved chin. He's got hairy cheeks. But he normally styles it out like big bullhorns when he's doing competitions or when he's shooting commercials or when he's on Instagram and getting shout-outs from The Rock, which that was awesome. Or you look at someone like Paul Kennedy, who has some of the most intricate designs that I have seen in a long, long time. He his designs are so clean and they're it they're so ornate. It's impressive. There's you know there's times that I think I want to get into freestyle, and then I'll check like I'll be in a competition and I'll be like, all right, next competition I'm gonna do freestyle, and then I look and I'm like, nope. I am not that creative. I can grow a big beard. I can brush it out. I can make it look really good straight. There is no way I could compete with any of these guys as far as creativity. Like these guys have just insane minds to come up with the stuff that they, they come up with. Then we get into the Whiskerinas, which... I mean, that is a lot of people's favorite category. Anyone that's in the bearding community has a favorite whiskerina by far. It is one of the most fun categories, and it's, it's really broken down into two different categories. You have whiskerina creative, which they can make a beard out of anything. I have seen COVID beards that were made out of, um, what did she make it? It was uh, syringes. So a whole beard made out of syringes. I've seen beards made out of straight bobby pins. I have seen beards made out of Christmas decorations that actually light up, aka Natalie Johnston in the West Coast 
competition that we just had, hers was incredible. Absolutely just far and away one of my favorite beards that she's ever built. Tisha Clinken beard. She did a button beard. And most people would have been like, oh, I'm just going to glue these buttons on. Nope, not Tish. She, she sewed them all onto, I don't know what the backing was, but she sewed all of these buttons. There was probably 200 just by the quick glance I got. Another one of my favorite creative, and she doesn't do creative a whole lot because her hair goes down to her ankles. So she does realistic. She uses her own hair to style a beard. But one of my favorite creative beards was Courtney Minchie's stained glass window beard. She literally made a stained glass window, hung it from her face, and it was in the shape of a beard. It was super, super cool. Then, speaking of Courtney, we'll jump into the realistic category, and that is a beard that is put on or styled so that it looks like a a real beard. It's either synthetic or real hair that is glued onto your face or glued onto something and then hung from your face. Christine Hackman from British Columbia is, she is so, so incredibly talented at making beards that you, you like, you just look at it and you just like, is that, is that real? Like it's, it's crazy. And then, Courtney does amazing work as well. And she uses her own hair. Like, like I said, her hair is super long and she pulls it around and she makes a beard and she looks like she could be a member of ZZ top. It's it's what, what these women do. And I know I've talked about them before, but like I said, it's my favorite category of any competition. It is it, it's the it's the category I look forward to the most out of all the categories. I I don't mind watching the other guys compete, but when these women get up on stage, it is that they're all masterpieces. They're all just ridiculously creative. And it's I, I think I like it the most because I'm jealous of their creativity. Like I could never put together a beard like these women do. I'm lucky I have a big beard like I do. So props to the women. Then we get into the craft beards. Basically, that is a build a beard. You can use your own beard. You can use props. You can use whatever. It just, you make a beard. You make designs with a beard. You make designs out of your beard. I have seen a guy wrap a bird cage with some of his beard hair and then he had other synthetic hair and he put the bird cage on his head and walked around. Now I don't know if any of you have ever seen someone walking around with a hairy bird cage on their head, but it's not something that you get used to seeing throughout the night and it just I, every time I saw it like I just I just had to stare and I felt bad cuz I was just staring at this guy. But it was just, it was pretty impressive as far as the creativity level as well. So now that we've kind of talked about the categories, 
I'm sure you're all wondering, well, those of you that don't know how beard competitions work, I'm sure you're wondering, how do you win? Well, each beard, whether they're a video submission because it's an online competition or whether it's an in-person competition, each beard is judged by a panel of judges. The judges are picked from just people in the bearding community or you know, sometimes they have celebrity judges, but the judges are all picked by the organization or the club, whoever's hosting the beard competition. They typically get an odd number of judges just in case there's a tiebreaker, like in the scoring or in the, uh, like if it's, if it's a crowd participation category and the crowd's cheering, then they can vote who was who who got the the most crowd reaction i guess would be the the way i would put that so typically the scoring is 1 through 10 um some people never score anyone lower than a 6 some people don't give a fuck and if you show up with a janky ass beard you're getting a 1 unless you know this is one of the fun categories they, some competitions literally do have a worst beard category. I've seen one or sketchiest beard or, and, it, and if that's the case, then you want a bad beard. Then having a bad beard is desirable, which, you know, I, I don't judge anyone's beard. If you're going to try and grow a beard, grow a beard. Like I, I will answer any questions you got. I, and I will help you grow the best beard that you genetically can. So once we parade across the stage in front of the judges where sometimes we're fondled as far as the beard goes. Um, some of the judges do like to, to feel the beard. Some of the judges like to smell the beard. Make sure you're taking care of the beard. So we, we get up there. We do our thing on stage. Yeah, we rah-rah the crowd sometimes. We talk to the MC. We stand up for, you know, stand up on stage for all to see. And the judges write down their scores. They, you know, they typically score you based on a, a 1 to 10 scale, like I said. But it, it really depends on the rules set by the competition or the judges sometimes set their own rules. I know one competition I judged, we kind of all talked beforehand and said, okay, well, here's, here's how we're going to do it. This is, this is what our scoring system is going to be. And, you know, as long as everybody's on the same system, if, if you're doing quarter points or half points or, you know, if, if you're doing tenths, like it, whatever, it's, it's good. Everybody just has to be on the same page because you can't have someone scoring an 8.9 and then have everybody else scoring in halves or quarters. It just kind of throws everything off. So at the end of the categories, the scores are all tallied up. And, you know, like any other competition, there's an award ceremony. And usually the, the top three placers in each category get called back up on stage and... Then there's some suspense and some drama. Who got first? Who got second? Who got third? And, you know, the, the trophies are great. They're nice. They're fun. But that's not why we're there. 
And if you're going to beard competitions to win trophies, you're not there for the right reasons. The right reason is to raise money for whatever organization or charity is the benefactor of that competition. And if you're out just trophy hunting, you are, you are not living up to the spirit of the bearding community. And honestly, that was one of the harder lessons for me to learn, I guess. Not that I ever had a problem with charity or community service. That's always been ingrained in me since I was little. Um, my mom made us do the tree of giving or the angel tree every year for Christmas where we had to go pick out a little name tag off of the tree and buy a present and drop it back off. And that really, that really planted the seed for me to, to want to be involved with the community and, and help people who needed a helping hand or couldn't help themselves. So that to me is the most special part of beard competitions. And also it's the, the hardest lesson to learn. I'm a very competitive person by nature and not winning or not placing in the top three. That was tough. That was, you know, my, that was just a hard lesson to learn because I am that person. Like I wanted, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it best like that. That's just all there is to it. Well, it took a, a very special person to remind me over and over again, Hey, this is not about you. This is not about your beard. This is not about you winning a trophy. This is about the people that we're helping. And you know, it, it was, it, like I said, it was a tough lesson, but a lesson that I needed to learn. And I learned it early on. I, I learned it very early on. And since then I, Yeah, I've won trophies. Yes, I have plaques. I have a skate deck from Monsters Ball. I have a couple first place. I have, I actually just got my first second place last weekend for the, in the West Coast Beards on the Bay competition. Um, So that was pretty cool. But more importantly, we raised $5,000 for a organization down in San, I believe it's in San Francisco that helps with, homeless teens and homeless youth. They help get them off the streets. They help get them the support they need. To me, I I could have got dead last and helping raise money, you know, sending money to the the guys putting on the competition. I would have been happy. Like that is legitimately the the most appealing part of beard competitions for me now is to, to be able to help out the community and be able to help out, you know, people are not just around Washington state, but around the world. So that is kind of a little quick synopsis. And by quick, that was 23 minutes of bullshit about uh, beard competitions for those of you that are curious about what they are and why I do them and why a lot of other people do them. And they are a thing. If you're interested at all in beard competitions or just helping the community, let me know. Hit me up. I will gladly get you some more information on any upcoming competitions like Beard on the Rocks the last weekend in July. 
put on by West Coast Beard Mob and Beard Mob of Washington. We will, fingers crossed, be doing an in-person live competition up in Spokane. And it's going to be epic. I promise you that. We got lots planned for it. We got lots to do for it. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, especially if we get to have it in person. There's nothing better than being able to give back to the community shoulder to shoulder with your brothers and sisters in the bearding community. It is so much fun. We definitely know how to party and we definitely know how to raise a lot of money for different organizations. And that's the whole, that's the whole goal. That's, I know I've said it a lot throughout this podcast, but that literally is what beard competitions are about. It is about like-minded people coming together from all walks of life to have fun and to raise money for charity. I couldn't have said it better myself. Those are not my words. Those are words of the great Dennis Morgan. He is the one that got me into competing. He is the one that pushed me to continue competing and all of this stuff is is all his fault. He is the one that got me into my first beard club. I wouldn't be where I am at without that man. And I can't thank him enough. Being part of the bearding community has really opened my eyes in a lot of different ways. And I I am eternally grateful for what Dennis has taught me and what I have learned because of the lessons that Dennis taught me. And I don't think I could end it any better than that. So check me out on Instagram, the underscore rambling underscore beard. Check me out on Facebook, the rambling beard. Check me out on Google podcasts, iTunes, anchor FM, Castbox, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcast, that's where you can find me. That being said, I'm done talking your ear off. You didn't have to listen to a whole half hour this time, so be grateful. Next time, I'm going to have, it's going to be a fun one. Next week's episode is going to be a fun one for you guys to listen to. I promise you that. Stay bearded, stay beautiful, and remember, always be your own hero.